Hey, hey, people of Earth, it's time to enter the Spoilerverse via our secret portal at the exclusive Arctic Club in beautiful downtown Seattle with our hosts, John and Kenrick. Welcome to Spoiler Country. Hey, if you're listening to our show for the first time and you're on one of the social medias that we're on, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any of those kinds of things, you should always check us out on Spoilerverse.com. But if you want to keep up with our latest episodes, you should bring out your smartphone, get into your favorite podcatcher, find Spoiler Country, and hit subscribe. Then you'll get all our new stuff. And if you want to reach out to us, you can do that in two ways. You can call us and leave us a voicemail at 707-656-2080. Again, 707-656-2080. Or you can shoot us an email at SpoilerCountry at gmail.com. of the Spoilerverse, welcome back to Spoiler Country. I'm Kenneth Regan, that's Mr. Horsley, and today on the show, well, it's Thunder, Thunder, Thundercat, ho, ho, Larry Kenny, isn't it? <laughs> it well, is, man, this is cool. It's a, it's uh, a voice of Lino, uh, oh, you just ruined Count it. Chocula. Just, I was gonna I say that it. was a little, that was a little hint of what he did on Thundercats. <laughs> <laughs> well, but now you hey, know. Wonder no more because I just, I just spilled the beans <laughs> <laughs> all over the place. I'm gonna slip on these beans. Right, I right. Spill the beans. Did you watch Thundercats? Oh, dude, did I watch Thundercats? I was in like fourth grade when the Thundercats came out. Of course, I watched <laughs> Thundercats. Everybody in my age watched Thundercats, and if they tell you they didn't, they're lying. They're in their mid forties. They watch yeah. the crap out of Thundercats. The best thing was I watched. I'm in my thirties and I just watched it. Huh? <laughs> so I'm in my late thirties and I watched Thundercats. Oh man, Thundercats was awesome. It was on uh, Channel Twenty Two here in in the Seattle area. And yes, it was. We watched that. Oh my god, dude! I mean, going to school and everybody talking about what happened on Thundercats and when they did the movie, everybody was talking about the movie and. Which was, I think, I think it was just like the first four or five episodes stitched together, wasn't it? Probably, I don't, I don't remember, but yeah, I mean, it sounds like something they do back then. <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, yeah, man, I, Mumra, dude, come on, I had, I, dude, every every may, well, I shouldn't say it like that. Every person that finds. Let's put it this way. There was a lot of crushes on, on Chitara, okay? A ton of crushes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying that Chitara is the reason we have furries? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah I, I, dude, yeah. I, I was a huge fan of the Thundercats. I was even one of the people that were upset over the the uh, the, the children's was it, Thundercats was it Roar? Roar? Thundercats Roar thing because yeah. of how much the Thundercats was in my childhood, you know? And then to see it, uh, for lack of a better term, bastardized that way really upset me. It took me a while to go, why do I care? I'm not going back yeah. and watching Thundercats now. And that's not, I'm not the target age group of Roar. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, I mean, you're not going to watch it, so what does it matter? Yeah, exactly. And I didn't. I didn't even know it came and went, and I didn't even know it was on. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Oh, man. Well, what do you say we sit back and listen to Larry in his own words? Yeah, let's do this. This is Spoiler Country, and I'm Melissa Spircha. Today, I'm thrilled to welcome voice actor Larry Kenny to the show. Thanks for being here. Oh, thanks, Melissa. How are you? I'm doing really well. How are you doing? Well, I'm just fine, as as fine as we can all be right now, I guess. Right. <laughs> yeah, crazy uh, times we're living in. Yeah. But, you know, you do what you got to do to get by, right? Absolutely. Yeah. What? And uh, are you a West Coast, East Coast? I'm I'm in New York. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Awesome. Well, and are you from New York? No, no. I've been out. Well, I may as well be. I, I've been out here over 45 years now. But I'm from a little town in Illinois originally. Okay. 
Great. And you, so you moved to New York in, in what year? I came here in 74, I think. Yeah, 74. Okay. Now you got into, you got started in radio. How did you get into that? And, and how did you make the jump into voice acting? Well, I got into it by, let's see, start from the beginning, I guess. <clears throat> in 1963, <laughs> when everything was black and white, I got, I was doing a, we actually had a, a radio class with our own studio and everything oh. at this little high school in a little town in Illinois. And to this day, I look back and I think it must've been a miracle <clears throat> why they would have a radio studio in that school yeah. a, at that time. And, and, and we did a 10 minute radio show every day over telephone lines over oh, the local fun. radio station. Yeah. yeah. About the school, you know, it was just what, what you know, what, uh, what was going on at school that day. And we'd, we'd give the school lunch menu. So moms wouldn't know what not to cook for dinner. You know. <laughs> and then one day I get a call from the program director at this, the big station in the area in Peoria, Illinois, right across the river. And he had heard me and he said, I'd like to offer you a job. So I started as a disc jockey when I was 15. Oh, wow. This station, yeah. And and uh, then I worked there for a few years, and then I moved to, as we do in radio, I moved on to Fort Wayne, Indiana, then Cleveland, <clears throat> and then Chicago, and then finally New York, and I've been here ever since. Oh, great. And so what was, when did you know that you had a talent for, for voice acting, and, and how did you, you know, make that transition? Well, my mom knew first. She tells me that when I was, by the time, uh, uh, from the time that I could talk, I was doing cartoon voices, mimicking what I saw on television, you know? Yeah. And, and then I got into, I just, I don't know why, but at that age, you don't, you don't know why you're doing anything. But mm -hmm. I, I, I noticed right away that doing, uh, you know, cartoon voices and impersonating funny people and comedians was a great thing because it made people laugh. Yeah. And that made me feel good. But I also learned much later in therapy <laughs> that, <laughs> that, uh, as we do learn things from yes, that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hopefully if you want to make it, but I, I learned that I loved making people laugh and they loved, you know, people who people kind of flock to people who make them laugh. You know what I'm saying? They, yeah. Who doesn't want to be around somebody that can keep the, the party going, you know? And, and I learned very early that like maybe third grade that the girls liked it a lot. And, plus. <laughs> uh, and that's all it took for me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's great. Yeah, I know you're right. Uh, we all want to be around, you know, someone who can make us laugh all the time. Sure, um, who doesn't? Yeah. Did you have to take any acting classes to prepare as you were, you know, making your career as a voice actor? No, I didn't. I've, I've, I never took any acting classes. I didn't even act in a play in high school. I, I did a couple of plays in college. But mostly in high school, once I knew that this is what I wanted to, to do, you know, is be on radio, <clears throat> I, I, I made sure I took speech courses, you know, all the different oh, okay. kinds of speech courses, public speaking, you know, I even took debate. My kind of my mentor on radio at the time told me, stay in school. You know, a mm -hmm. lot of guys in your position, you know, I was kind of looked at as, as, a, as a child prodigy, you know, because yeah. I was 15 and on this major radio station. And he said, but don't let it go to your head and, and stay in school and take a lot of, take speech classes. He said, I know you, wow. you think you have, and you do have, you know, a great voice and you, but trust me, he said, later on, you'll thank me. So I took every kind of speech course and stayed in radio and uh, it all worked out so well for me. Yeah, no, that's really smart. I wouldn't even have thought of that beforehand. I mean, you know, you think of, of it as acting, which it is in a sense, but the speech mm -hmm. classes and the the debates and the public speaking, yeah, that seems like it would be perfect to perfect and, and give you the confidence too to be able to, yeah. oh, to do that's, it. See, that's the that's the important thing. Yeah. <clears throat> it's not so much learning how to do uh this this thing in speech and that thing in speech, but it's developing your overall persona. Finding mm -hmm. your voice, finding your voice, and then then applying it to whichever direction in that business you, you want to go. I even did, I even begged them and finally got them let, to let me be the PA guy at our basketball and football games. Oh, cool. Yeah, because okay. that's that's public speaking, you know. And Yeah, uh, practice, so, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so what is the process like when you go in to record a voice? Do you do any 
prep beforehand um, or do you just kind of go in and, and wing it as far as, you know, any vocal exercises or anything like that? Well, everybody's different, you know. I I I don't do any of that kind of stuff. I don't do any la 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 la. Me There there are people who do that, you know, and and it help, it works for them. That's great, you know. Yeah. I just never, first of all, found the need to do it. And it sounds I know it's going to sound egotistical, but I just from the earliest age discovered that if I open my mouth and I wanted to, the words that come out sounding like Donald Duck, they do. Or wow. if, if I want them to sound like, I never, I never rehearse anything. I mean, I, I never practice a voice. Like when I decide I want to do Richard Nixon, well, back then it was Richard Nixon, you know, <laughs> um, I never really practice this. I just, I just said, let me, let me try it. Okay. Hi, I am Richard Nixon and <laughs> I am not a crook. Okay. I can do him. So that's it. Now, if I yeah. had tried to do him, first time and couldn't get it and tried a little more and just couldn't get it, I would forget about it. I, I, I'm not one of those kind of people who listens to hours and hours of tape. You know, okay. I'm lazy. Let's face it, I'm lazy. <laughs> I've gotten away with it. Yeah, and it sounds like you just have a natural gift for it, which is rare and awesome. Yes, it is. Yeah, it it is yeah. and I'm, believe me, I'm thankful for it. I joke about it, but yeah. I really, you know, I... I I've known so many wonderful people in my business over the years, and most of them have had to work really hard at it. And I feel kind of funny about that. You know, I hear guys tell stories about, man, this took me three years to get this voice down, you know. Wow, yeah. And, yeah. and Takes and, you like three uh, minutes. <laughs> yeah. And it is. I know it sounds egotistical, but believe me, it's not. I just, I don't know how I do it. Yeah. But, and I can't do every voice in the world, you know, but I can do a few and the ones that I can do they just they just come you know what's your Maybe favorite favorite voice <laughs> favorite voice that I've done yeah I've done well gosh there's so many and so many that I like I guess I have to say Lionel because Lionel from Thundercats mm -hmm. so it's an animated series from the 80s yeah. because well first of all it's so iconic it's become iconic you know the show has become iconic and it really has everybody, yeah. everybody from you know 20 years old to 50 knows you know Thundercats and, and Lionel so I guess that you know that would be my my favorite in a way because most people know me for that yeah in terms of the most fun voice that I've done is uh, Sonny, the, the Cocoa Puffs bird. Oh, yeah. Sonny's, <laughs> yeah, I've been his voice for 40 years. And and also Count Chocula. I've been Count Chocula for 39 years. Well, and they're, they're both fun. They're and those both, are iconic yeah, as well. I'm sorry? And those are iconic as well. Yes, they have become iconic. I've, I've been so lucky over the years they, to get these, these, you know, in my business, <clears throat> the voiceover business now is, you know, has been my business. I've been in radio and television. I've done records. I've done, I was a game show host for a few years, oh, wow. but, but my love is, is voices and cartoon shows, movie trailers, things like that. I don't know. It's just what I love to do. Video gotcha. games now, video games have become huge and I've, I've done several of those now and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, um, I was I was going to ask you about that actually. Since you brought it up, we'll we'll do it now. Have you so with the video games? Have you noticed is there much of a difference when in the process when you're recording for a video game versus a television show? Well, <clears throat> pardon me. I'm sorry, Melissa. One no, second. you're you're fine. Take a drink. <laughs> and went. <clears throat> Didn't want you to hear it. Okay. To <laughs> <laughs> ask me the question again, please. So when you're doing a, a recording for a video game, is it any yeah. different of a process than when you're doing it for a television show? Well, the first few I did was exactly the same because I was it was only the voice. I was only the voice of a, a video game character. Okay. But the most recent one I've worked on is a, a game called Red Dead Redemption 2. I love that game. Oh, great. You know J.B. Cripps? Yeah, yeah. Cripps. Uh, that's me. I've been I've been doing Crips for several years. Oh wow! Uh, awesome. That was the first video game where I got to actually go on set and be the character. Before it was just in the in the, in the booth, in the recording booth, just yeah. reading the lines, like you know, like you're doing a, a cartoon show or anything, a commercial or anything else. But this one, you know, I got to put the suit on, 
You know what I'm talking about? The, yeah, the, that's the so cool. Intex or spandex, whatever the suit with the little electronic patches all over you. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I've seen that um, oh, in amazing. documentaries and stuff yeah. like that. Was there like a green screen? No, this wasn't that kind of a thing. That was like Avatar. Mm. But this one, it's so hard for me to describe it. But it, 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 the stage, in parentheses, was this airplane hangar. This air, you know, huge airplane hangar out on Long Island, New York. Right. And, and it was an enormous thing. And the ceiling and all four walls are covered with cameras. They told me there are 3,000 cameras oh, wow. in that room. You put on this suit with all the contact points on it. You know, you put a helmet on that has a bar that comes out your forehead, down in front of your face, and then it holds a camera and a microphone. Oh, interesting. And that's how you, yeah, and then you have these big boots on, and you have gloves, and that's how you have to act. <laughs> it's, <laughs> oh, wow. it's the weirdest thing. But it's not like you're doing uh, Shakespeare, you know, you're doing a, you're doing an action video game. So, right. <laughs> you know, right. but it was the, is the most incredible experience in my life. And I, I just, I loved it. That's really wow. cool. Now, were they doing that to sort of like mimic your movements as well? So they can incorporate exactly. you. Exactly. That's, you're so smart. Molly. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that's what it does. That's what it does. It, it translates my body movements to the character. Now, here's the crazy thing. It does it in real time. There are monitors hanging on the, on the walls where, okay, I walk out onto the set and I've got that gear on that I told you about. I yeah. look up at the monitors and there I am, but I'm in full costume. Wow. My character's costume, carrying a gun, whatever, with a hat on or, or not. And if I look up at the, and I wave, that's me waving back at me. I mean, it it's wow. crazy. Yeah, that must yeah, be so surreal. <laughs> it, it, that's the word exactly. It's it's surreal. That's so cool. So when you are, are doing um, a television show or even a video game for that matter, are you allowed to ad lib at all? Or is the script like set in stone? On Thundercats, for example, and <clears throat> the other Rankin-Bass cartoons that I was on. Pardon my voice, by the way. I've been screaming all day for Skittles. <laughs> You know, Skittles candy commercials? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm the guy at the end who says, feel the rainbow, taste the rainbow. <laughs> That's brilliant. And, yeah. <laughs> and when you do that, when you do that, this is what you sound like at 8 o'clock at night, 9 o'clock at night. <laughs> um, again, repeat the question, please. Sure, sure. I'm, I'm 112, you know. No, I can, yeah. I can't <laughs> no problem. So when you're recording for uh, a voice for a show uh, or a character, do you, are you allowed to ad-lib anything or is it you have to stick to the script no matter what? Most of the time, yeah, you stick to the script. And the reason for it is, I mean, there, there are times that you can kind of get away with adding a word or two and like, like putting a well, in front of a sentence or something. But most of the time, they want you to stick to the script. And I realized early on the reason for that. Of course, as a young actor, <clears throat> I was egotistical. And I thought, well, <laughs> well, I know how to do the line. They don't have to tell me how to do the line, stuff <laughs> like that. You know? But uh, Or no, why shouldn't I be able to? But then you realize that very quickly that the people who are writing these shows are true professionals too. They are the best mm -hmm. in the business. And so for me, my job is acting. And just as I wouldn't want them to come down and tell me, here's how to say the line here, just read it just like this, you know, Yeah. I don't tell them, I don't change their words. You know what I mean? Yeah. There, there's, there's the rare occasion where you're doing a commercial, let's say, especially radio commercials or something where they'll say, feel free to, um, to add whatever you think that you think the character, the way you do the character might okay. talk, you know, okay. but most of the time you, you pretty much follow the script, which really makes it easier for you. You don't have to come up with dialogue. Yeah, that's true. And then as far as the voice itself, are you, are you coming up with that completely on your own or are they giving you guidelines? Like, this is what we want you to sound like. Uh, again, it all depends, Melissa. <clears throat> For example, let's say when I first started doing the the um, Count Chocula commercials, this is back in 1911, I think. No, it was later <laughs> than that. It's uh, uh, 70, 78, I think, yeah. Well, 
there had been a guy doing the voice of Count Chocula for years and years and years. I grew up listening to him. His name was Jim Lucas. He was retiring. So in that particular case, and in the case of Sonny, the Cocoa Puffs bird, in both, in, both instances, they were, they were replacing the previous guy for whatever reason, but they wanted it to sound just the same because people were used to what, you know, they, they were used to Sonny sounding like, Higher, I won't go cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs! Yahoo! Higher, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs! <laughs> and that had been done for since I was a kid by a guy named Chuck McCann. And he, back in the early 70s, left New York to go to uh, L.A. to do movies and TV shows. So they needed uh, somebody to take his place. But, the, you know, the interview, I mean, the audition, hundreds of people. But they tell you right away, we're not looking for a new Sonny voice or Count Chocula voice. We're looking to for you to match it as closely as you can to the, to the established voice. So that took a lot of... Um, pressure off you know to do yeah that. It, was just, it came down to whoever could sound the most like jim dukas and chuck mccann and i got both of them <laughs> <laughs> well that's great yeah no pressure for you i'm sure probably some other actors were like oh great <laughs> you know yeah um, so i know you do multiple voices sometimes on the same show multiple characters uh, is that mm -hmm. challenge challenging to do that or i mean i don't think it is for you now that i'm <laughs> listening to you it's probably not challenging at all <laughs> well you know you know i'm assuming you're talking about let's say on a cartoon show where where two of the characters that i do are talking to each other yes is exactly you, yeah do you record like, that like continuously i thought so yeah i thought that's what you meant good question again it, it varies from actor to actor some people like to do it for example if, if if we're doing Thundercats, and I'm Lionel, of course, I'm also I'm also Jackal Man on the show. We all did hundreds of voices on the show. There are only five of us in the cast oh, wow. for 130 episodes. We did all the voices. <laughs> but let's say I had an episode where Lionel, one of my characters, was in a conversation or a fight or whatever with Jackal Man, who, one of the evil mutants, you know. <laughs> now, some actors would say, let me do all of Lionel's lines <clears throat> so I can stay in character. You know, I won't have to worry about, and then I'll do Jackal Man's lines. For some reason, I just, I like to do it in real time. First of all, it's challenging and it's very, it's very fun. <laughs> you know, I mean, anybody can do all of the lines. But I loved it acting against myself. For example, I don't have a script here, but, okay, it's Lionel and Jackal Man. And the script might go like, Jackal Man, what are you doing here? None of your business, Lionel. You're here with Mumra, aren't you? Yes, and we're going to defeat you in the Thundercats. That's the way I like wow, to do it. Wow, that's brilliant. <laughs> I, you, you, like, well, literally just you. took me right into it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I'll tell you one thing. The, the producers loved it because it saved them tape, which we used tape back in those days, you know. Yeah. And it saved them tape and, and time because they didn't have to say, okay, let's chop up all of Lionel's lines and then chop up all of Jackalman's lines and try to edit them together, you know. Yeah. So they loved me for that. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Among other things, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, Melissa, let's yeah. don't get into that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so taking you back a little bit, when you mm -hmm. were auditioning for the original Thundercats, did you right. find out right away that you got the part or was it like multiple callbacks before you mm -hmm. found out? There were no callbacks. I recall that, but I, I can't really tell you that I remember exactly how long it was. Probably it was typical in our business that it was maybe less than a week. Okay. That's usually how it works. Because when, for example, when they they call you for an audition for something, it's for a commercial or or a cartoon show that's going to be starting production in about a week yeah. or two weeks. You know what I'm oh, saying? So it's quick, so, yeah. Yeah. It's usually a quick turnaround, yeah. Okay. And did you have to audition with any of the other actors to see, did they want to kind of see if you had chemistry together? Mm. Interestingly, you asked very good questions. Thank you. No, no, we did not do that. Okay. No, we didn't. That's a, that's a good question. I'll be thinking about that the rest of the night now, why yeah. they didn't do that. Yeah. I, I hear about that often, you know, when you're thinking of like live action movies and things like that, you hear about the leads having to audition together. Sure. But chemistry you know. between people and everything. Yeah. 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 We didn't do that. Interesting. 
Yeah. Now, I know you touched on this a little earlier. So the series first aired in the 80s, and then recently Hulu just bought streaming rights. Did you think back then that Thundercats would still be so beloved today? Oh, there's no way you can know that, Melissa. I mean, we knew, we meaning, you know, I mean, the, the rest of the cast and the and the writers, the animators, you know, it's hundreds of people who, even, even an animated cartoon show, there are hundreds of people involved in just the production of it. Mm-hmm. We, first of all, after the audition, I remember walking to, to a coffee shop with a few of the other actors who were auditioning. And of course, you talk about, what do you think of that? You know, and the consensus was, they got a great idea there. You know, it looks yeah. like, you know, the, I, I, it, could, it could do very well. But you never know. I mean, you could have the, the best actors, the best music was another a great part of Thundercats and Silverhawks, too. We had the great, great music. Yeah. It was the first time that um, that metal, uh, heavy metal had been used, you know, for a cartoon show. Right. Yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> so, you know, but you never know. I mean, I remember talking after like the first few, we would, we would record two episodes a day two days a month. Oh. And I remember after the first two months, let's say we were having a lunch, you know, when I say we, I mean the other actors, Lynn Lipton and Bob McFadden and Earl Hammond, Earl Hyman, um, leaving people out here, Peter Newman. And we would say, you know, this, uh, the, this is good writing, you know, it's, it's very good writing. And of course, by then at that time, we hadn't seen the animation, which later blew our minds or even heard the music. We hadn't heard the music yet. All we knew was the words we were, you know. Yeah, the words you're saying. Yeah. And the animation was was really sort of above its time. I mean, I, I think it was, you know, it still holds today. I, I agree. I, I agree. It, it certainly does. Yeah. So you never know. I mean, we after a while, you start thinking, hey, this could be a hit. You know, we might have yeah. a hit in our answer but you also have that feeling in the back of your your mind that that's uh in this business you know you never know and it, it could true. just bomb <laughs> completely bomb it so to answer your question no we had no idea but we knew we had a chance we knew we yeah. had a chance yeah you needed something yeah and did it something. did it so i'm assuming as the show went on and gained popularity it, it probably changed your life, obviously, like in into the degree of more doors being open for you in the in the industry and getting offered more parts. <clears throat> well, my first instinct would be to say yes, but at that time, Melissa, I had already been pretty established, you know. Okay. And I mean, I came to New I came to New York in 1974. Yeah, and so you know. Uh, Got into the, the commercials and 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 started getting more and more. You know, like I, like I said in seventy eight seventy nine, I got I got Count Chocula and Coco Puffs. Then I started doing so many toy commercials: GI Joe, Mattel, Hasbro, Milton Bradley, all those. So wow. my point is that I I I really had kind of established myself, you know, in the voiceover industry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so. so but this was a wonderful new area opening it up. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, this is a wonderful new thing for me. For me. I mean, I love doing commercials, and I had been doing them for years and years since I was in Cleveland. But this was a whole new thing for me. Yeah, no, that's exciting. Something different, you know. Yeah. Why not? You know, sure. add it, add it to the repertoire. <laughs> Give it a try. If it doesn't work out, you know, you always go back to the other stuff, right? Yeah. But yeah. this worked out very well. Well, now you're doing the the reboot. Thundercats roar. Do you do you find it to be a different experience, like compared to back then, or do you feel it's almost like time hasn't even passed? Well, here's the thing about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure they're still making the Thundercats roar. Oh, okay. It, you're, I'm sure you're probably aware of the brouhaha about it on the internet and all that kind of stuff. A lot of people. Fans of the original show hate it. Oh. You know, they don't like it. People hate change. <laughs> but I tell them, some people do, and it's understandable. I mean, the original fans of Thundercats, I, I have found over the years, are, are very protective of the legacy of the original one. And I'm sure this is the same thing with fans of, of He-Man, of, mm-hmm. of 
Ninja Turtles, all those shows we had back in the 80s, you know. People say, no, no, the original is the best one. But I tell them, yes, well, you know what? You always will have that. You've got it on DVD. You've got it on YouTube. If you watch it, every right. episode on YouTube, you want to. This new one, we well, first of all, we did a, re a reboot in 2011 uh, with Warner Brothers. Oh, okay. And I thought that was I thought that was a very good series, but it only lasted 23 episodes or something like that. So anyway, I tell people, you know, you've always got the original one to watch if you want. This new one, Thundercats Roar, on which I played Jaga, mm -hmm. the old wise guy, wise man. <laughs> I shouldn't say wise. <laughs> he was a wise guy. That's what he was, a wise guy. Uh, it's made, it, it, the whole intention is for very young kids. It's like Teen Titans Go!, which I oh, yeah. did in a couple episodes of yesterday, as a matter of fact. But it's, it's, uh, if you're familiar with it, the, the animation is very basic, very primitive, mm -hmm. you know, kind of scriggly drawing, you know, kind of things. Yeah. And, and, it's, and the overall tone is, I would call it, goofy, not mm -hmm. dramatic, not serious, you know. Right. So... There you have it, and and if you like it, fine. If you don't, you know you've got still got the old one, and uh, let it go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I think it's it's nice to have. You know, you have the nostalgia from the old ones, but I think it's okay. You know, when when things get rebooted, I mean, they do the same with you know film as well now. And there's always a bunch of people that go, "Oh, it's terrible. It's not like the original." Yeah. And yeah, you know. But I mean, you have to just sort of appreciate it for what it is, I guess. You know, and but times are different when you're remaking a movie that's 30 40 years old or a show it's gonna be different you know because the times are different of course sure yeah definitely so your now your daughter is an actress notably for you know reno 911 in the state have you two mm -hmm. ever gotten to work together you know i don't think we ever well yes of course we have i'm sorry uh, it's been so long ago on a show that uh, they she was on called the state Okay. Back in uh, the nineties, the, the early nineties, when she was first beginning her career, are you familiar with the state at all? I am. I I, I remember watching it when it first came out. Uh, it's been a long time mm -hmm. since I've seen it. Okay. Well, then you'll re you'll remember then that the cast of Reno Nine One One included most of those people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Carrie, my daughter's name is Carrie Kenny Silver, and she's done very well in Hollywood and a lot of movies and TV shows, and. Re you know, 911 has come back now in, in many series, many episodes on um, HBO Max. But it's an incredible story that that when Carrie went to Northwestern University back in the, well, she graduated high school. I'm sorry, just 88. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, okay. In Northwestern University, the first few weeks they were there, somebody put up a thing on the bulletin board about it. We're starting a new improv group. So Carrie went and she said, and it turned out to be her and 10 guys who became this improv group that very quickly were making a name for themselves in New York. They were doing, you know, these little basement venues, you know, and, and small theaters and things like that. And they became very well known. And then when they graduated MTV, which was, pretty new itself at the time, mm -hmm. offered them their own show. <clears throat> well, first they put them on a show with Jon Stewart called You Wrote It, You Watch It. Where okay. Would, yeah, you'd, you'd send your own script in and they would, they would produce it and put it on TV. And then they changed their, MTV gave them their own show, but they wanted them to change their name from the new group. That's, that's what they were called at NYU, the, the new group. Oh, that's Okay. Well, there was an old group. <laughs> when Carrie got there, there was an improv group called The Group. Well, they all graduated, so these kids became the new group. Anyway, but anyway, MTV said we got to have a must have a better name. Let's call you The State for whatever reason, and that kind of blew up and became a huge thing uh, back in the nineties. The State. Yeah, it was. And so that was that was her beginnings. Oh, that's great. And so you you did some voice work on on The State. Well, yeah, I I was the. The announcer on the state, uh, the, uh, the opening of the show, I'd say, and now MTV presents something entirely different. The state. <laughs> Love it. And, and you also did the VH1's uh, was best best week ever. Was 
Oh, uh, yeah. Do you remember that show? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, I remember it because, I mean, that I grew up, you know, in the 80s yeah, and 90s. Okay. So, yeah, I remember the, the all those shows on VH1. And you always wonder who the person is, you know, that's behind the, <laughs> the announcing. <laughs> who, is that? who is that idiot screaming no. all you know, that was, that was, uh, I did that for several years. We did it four or five years and then it, it went on a hiatus for a couple of years. Then we did it again for a few years and then the same thing over. Uh, and it was one of the most fun jobs I ever had because of the crazy things I got to say, you know, <laughs> those of you listening who remember the show, you remember the, it was kind of like, it, it was a, it was a kind of like a takeoff on all the current shows on tv we would say here's what happened but the reason it, it was a lot of fun but it also killed me because for an hour and a half i would be going it's the second day of april 1994 the best week ever <laughs> you're bringing me back <laughs> oh god then i would come home and go to bed for three days <laughs> yeah you, must well, you know i use that's, pre that's pretty much the same voice i Pretty much the same voice I use now on Skittles, if you think about it. It's feel the rainbow, taste the rainbow. Yeah, very similar, actually. Yeah. <laughs> do you drink a lot of tea and honey? <laughs> I sometimes do, yeah, yeah. There are actors, of course, who have their own. We talked about this earlier. You asked me a great question earlier about the process. I don't do the vocal um acrobatics to try to get ready but when i if, if if my voice is a little rough like it is right now as a matter of fact an hour an hour ago i had some hot tunny <laughs> hot tea with honey with honey yeah <laughs> soothe your voice yeah you That's gotta some, protect as tunny with a little booze in it you know uh, <laughs> well, hot tunny. hot but yeah, yeah, that's that's about all I do. I've been very fortunate, you know. I I medically, mm -hmm. I mean, I've never. I'm I'm 73 years old, and I've only been in the hospital once in my life. Oh wow! Except for when I was born, you know, you can't count. Right. You can't hold against me, right? Yeah, yeah. No, that doesn't count. <laughs> only two of my brothers and sisters were born at home, but but I, I've never had I've never uh, had an operation except for a, a hip replacement. Okay. But I've never been in the hospital overnight. I've never never had any kind of disease. When I was a kid, I never had I never had adenoids taken out or tonsils taken oh, you're out. You're lucky. <laughs> very, very lucky. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. well no, that's very um fortunate, especially with the kind of line of work you're in, that you have a voice that can doesn't tire out, you know, and it and you can keep it yeah. going. That's great. You're right. I'm very lucky. Very, yeah. very lucky. So now at this point in your career, you've been doing this a really long time and you're very established as you said. So do you, do you sort of get to like that? Well, you know, you're, uh, you've earned your, you know, you've earned your place in, in this, this business. Do you get to, I mean, you pretty much get to handpick now kind of what you want to do as far as jobs or do you still have, are people coming to you and saying, Hey, we want you to do this or that, or are you seeking it out and saying, I really want to be a part of this? Mm -hmm. Well, I have an agent, Okay, you know, as most of us do in this business, you pretty much have to have an agent, you know, and mm -hmm. the, the advertising agencies call agents. If, if they're getting ready to make a new commercial, then they'll call voice actors agents and say, okay, uh, Tuesday at nine, we're going to be reading for people who can do this sound like this, you know, send all your people who can do this to us and we'll audition them. Yeah. You know? uh, so that's pretty much how you, how you get the work. I don't get, I don't, I don't get contacted directly because that's not how this business works. Okay. Um, so, so I, then my agent will call me for example and say, okay, Larry, this is Friday and Monday afternoon at two. We'd like you to go to such and such a place on Sixth Avenue or you know Broadway or whatever, and audition for this new, let's say, this new animated series that Rankin and Bass is doing called Thundercats. Sounds interesting. Okay, so let us know how it goes. So you go, they go there and audition. You know, and they yeah. say thank you very much. You know, and then you leave, and you, you you don't you may know within two or three days whether you got the job. If you never hear from them. 
obviously you didn't get the job. Right. But yeah, so it, so it, when you first start in the business, it, it's kind of like you'll, you'll audition with some other guy you know, or a woman and you'll do the thing. And then you see him a day later and, on the street and you'll say, you think we got it? Have you heard from him? Do you think we got it? <laughs> and then after a while you think, eh, I'll get another one, you know. Yeah, you probably, you just build up a, a thick skin after a while and, uh, yeah. you know. Well, any, 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 any place in, in quote, show business, entertainment, entertainment industry, if you don't have a thick shell, you're not going to make it. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, in, in my part of the business, in our part of the business, I must say, though, that the people are so nice. The people you audition for, mm-hmm. the people you, you work with. Not only the actors, but but the the crew. Uh, for some reason, in in our side of the business, there's not a lot of the jealousy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, yeah. The, the uh, infighting, backstabbing. You know, there's That's not nice. there's not any of that in our business. That's great. And do you do you yeah. find is it kind of uh, like a smaller community as far as when you're doing things? Do you tend to run into the same people on the same you know the same crew oh, and yeah. things like that? Oh yes. Oh yeah. It's changing a lot now because of the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can you can be a, you can audition for a, a network commercial from your home if you have a microphone. You know, on oh, wow. your computer. Yeah, but back in the old days, the golden days, we call from we call from like 1970 to <clears throat> 1995, the golden days of uh, voice actors in New York and LA too. But I mean, in those days. An average day for someone like me would be get off the train at Grand Central at uh, nine o'clock. Then you might have an audition at nine thirty, four blocks away. Then you might have a booking, you know, yeah. a job that you you got. Then you might have two, three more auditions. Then lunch. It was, it was just bang, 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 bang. Wow. You know, and yeah, in those that's... days, in those days in New York, all the studios and 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 ad agencies. And casting places were pretty much in a small confined area in Midtown, New York, you know, 30, 40 block area. Now they're all up and down. Thing. But, but, but back in those days, yeah, you would see uh, people every street corner on Madison Avenue between. <laughs> well, <laughs> let me just say this. <laughs> you would see on every street corner, Midtown Manhattan, you would see. A, a group of three or four people, and you could just spot them that they're voice actors. The guys would all have leather shoulder bags. <laughs> wow! Yeah, the, the, and same the girls look. would have. Yeah, you, know, you carry your your phone. You know, well back then we didn't have the cell phones, but but now it's now the business is still fun, but you work alone almost all the time. See, back in those days, if you were doing a radio commercial. With six other people, you would be in the studio with six other people, and you would be recording and feeding off each other. You know the same thing with animated shows. These days, for whatever reason, it's not that that part of the business is not that much fun. You almost always are in the little booth by yourself, and the other person is either in L.A. or Chicago or Atlanta, and and that's how you do it now. It's kind of a lonely business now. That's right. Very, very different. I'm sorry. It's so lonely. <laughs> oh no, we've touched a nerve now. <laughs> so, well, since you brought that up, then I'm assuming the the pandemic that we're in right now has that not really affected your job? Then, as far as are you still going to a studio or are you just recording from home? Melissa, I was in New York City yesterday to do two episodes of of, uh, Teen Titans Go. And that was the first time I had stepped foot in Manhattan since April. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's just nothing going on. I mean, there, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's really bad. Yeah. And it's, so they're just not, things aren't just, aren't being recorded right now. Is this sort of on hold? No, No. there, there are auditions I can do from home. Mm-hmm. On the same microphone I'm talking to you on now, and on my computer, I have some, you know, programs that I can, I can, I can do, I can record some things, but not air quality. You know, mm-hmm. I can't record something from here that's going to be on CBS tomorrow night or something like that. I have to go into a studio. Yeah, well, they 
they have the equipment and and the soundproofing yeah. and all of that. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. So so are you so you did the Skittles commercial and then the Teen Titans? Is there mm-hmm. what else are is there anything else you have in the works or are you just kind of on on hold right now as far as waiting to see what happens? Like everybody else, I'm on hold. Yeah. to see what happens. It's affected everything, of course. Another big thing uh, for me is Comic-Cons, you know. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I normally do, oh, you know, as many Comic-Cons a year as I want. Uh, and those are great, too. But, you know, hey, everybody's suffering from this thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, the I was supposed to go to the Seattle Comic-Con, Emerald City, which is mm. one of the, the best ones, I think. It's a lot of fun. And, you know, yeah, it was really sad with all of these you know, actors and comic book writers and just the vendors, you know, the indie vendors that are there to make their living and sell their wares, yeah, you know, sure. just so unfortunate yeah. that all that, that loss of business. I know. And I, I often wonder, and I'll ask you this, if, you know, <clears throat> future wise, I wonder if it's going to change the dynamic of comic cons as far as, you know, the, the shaking of the hands and the selfies that people yeah. like to take, you know, yeah, well, it's it's going to have to, at least for a while, and who knows, you know, what it's going to take to to loosen things up. But I think it's the only saving grace, I guess, if, if there is one, if you want to call it that, is that we're like everybody else. It's every business is like that. It's not just us. Yeah. And um, I don't know. Uh, have you participated in any virtual comic cons? Yes, I've done a few of those. It's been kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. Been very fun. Yeah, those are cool. I've watched a couple on YouTube and yeah. it was it was nice. I, I, I thought, you know, it was gonna be weird, but it was actually really fun to just kind of hear people talk and up close and personal. So I know, isn't it? Isn't it funny how when I, we first started trying to figure out, okay, well, maybe we can use this Zoom thing. And then, <laughs> yeah, but it's not going to be the same. And I mean, but everybody's loving it now. I, I mean, you can have a lot of fun doing those kind of things. Yeah, well, and I think there's less pressure too. You're, you're not getting on a plane and checking into a hotel and you yes. know making all these arrangements. You're literally just in your house. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Put my pajamas exactly. on, and here I am. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Do you think it's harder or easier for people to, and this is pre-pandemic, of course, easier or harder for people to break into voice acting now than it was back then? Or is it harder, easier then? Well, Melissa, I I, I think it must be easier now. I, I don't know for sure. I don't, have any, I don't have any statistics or haven't really talked yeah. with the other people in the business. I would think it, it, it must be easier on one level. Back back when I first came to New York, and up until, up until 10, 12 years ago, it was a very small group of people doing all the commercials, you know, mm-hmm. and we liked it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> people would always say to me, Mr. Kenny, can you tell me how to get into the voiceover business? No, we don't need you. We haven't. <laughs> but, and I'm just joking, but but now you can go on the internet and you'll see all. Just type in voiceover casting or commercial casting, mm-hmm. and there are all these companies that that they say can get you jobs doing commercials, you know, and things. Like that. But I'm sure it's like for for, for a little, very little money. It's not union scale, of course, at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so in one way, I guess it, it it might be easier now to at least get a shot at it. You know what I'm saying? Which is yeah. a good thing. To at least say, let me try. And if it works, and then maybe other people hear me, and maybe, maybe I can make it in this business. So in, in that way, I, I guess it, it, it is allowing more people a, a chance at it, which is a good thing. That is good. Yeah. Opening it up. By making it more inclusive, yeah, but but I hope this is not people coming in who can do a count chocula, right? Or- of course, no, <laughs> <laughs> that's just for you. <laughs> yes. Well, and as far as anyone that that would be listening um, to this program and and to you, who's wanting to you know be in your shoes and have a, a long career and and uh, voice acting, you know, what's your advice to them as far as getting started and getting an agent? Well, I, here's the advice I've always given, but I must be honest. I don't know if now, in, to, in, in this day and age, as my father used to say, given what I just mentioned to you about the opportunities on the internet, mm-hmm. I don't know if this advice uh, is even is even even works today. But 
my advice has always been take classes. If you want to be a voiceover mm-hmm. actor, take classes. You can Google, let's say, for example, if you live in, in, in Peoria, Illinois, mm-hmm. you can Google voice acting classes in Peoria, Illinois, or, or voice coaches or whatever. And immediately you'll see that long list of different people in that area. And believe me, no matter where you go, you'll find people who want to teach you how to be a voice actor. Yeah. Now the problem becomes... How legit are they? What's, you know, this mm-hmm. so I always tell them, look for that. And here are the things that you, you want to look for. First of all, you want to find an organization that's going to, that you're going to leave there after you pay your money and you've taken all the nine or 10 weeks of two hours, uh, three days a week, whatever they charge, whatever it is, mm-hmm. that you leave there with what we used to call a demo reel, which is a <laughs> reel to reel tape. <laughs> now, of course, it's, uh, now of course it's uh, not even not even CD anymore, DVD now. It's <laughs> right. <laughs> email it. You email it to somebody. Anyway, Dropbox, make sure you leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. So make sure that's a place where they work with you individually, and at the end of it, they help you make this two to two and a half minute demo of what you can do. Mm-hmm. You know. And also look for a place that that promises you and guarantees you that during the eight weeks or whatever it is that these classes run, you know, uh, that in a certain number of these nights, there will be they will have people there for you to meet a networking thing. You'll meet advertising agency people. Uh, You'll you'll meet casting people, Mm -hmm. uh, other other people who are professional voiceover people who are successful and you'll have the opportunity to, you know, get that information too. That's what I would say. Look for something like that. And uh, if you can do it, go ahead and do it. Give it a shot. Go for it. Yeah. That's great advice. Very good for everyone listening. Yes. (laughs) Again, don't do count chocula. Yeah. No, that's (laughs) off limits. (laughs) Basically, anything on your IMDb page is off limits. So everybody go make sure. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Well, that's great. Uh, Well, thank you so much for chatting with me tonight. This has been really fun. I've learned a lot. I knew nothing about voice acting before, and I know a little bit more now. So um, Uh, I appreciate it. (laughs) Well, I really, I really enjoyed it, Melissa. Your questions were great. And I'm not just, you know, blowing smoke at you. Thank you. Uh, I do a lot of these interviews, you know, and now that there are podcasts and things like that, it's the same now in, in that area as it was, as I mentioned before about voice acting. You can go online and and there are a million, you know, coaches, things like there are a million podcasts. Now, and I, I get asked to do, you know, so many of them, and I, I hate to turn people down, but it's it's yep. pretty much the same thing, you know, over and over. But, the, but you ask some great questions. and. Well. Um, Thank you. That means a lot. And you're a nice lady. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> well, thank you. And please come back anytime. You know, I would love to like keep track of what's going on in your career. And when you've got something you want to promote, like, please come back on. It, it's just been really fun and getting to, to hear all your voices live. <laughs> I'd love to. I'd love to do it again. Awesome. And for everyone, also just, you know, check out the Thundercats roar on the Cartoon Network if, if they're still airing the episodes I'm assuming and and then Hulu has the original you know Thundercats so if you haven't seen it go check it out and thank you so much Larry Kenny it's been such a pleasure thank you Melissa I've enjoyed it very much thank you so much And we're back. We are back. That's funny. Huh. So back on my old podcast or my other podcast that I've been doing for a long time with Kaylee, yeah. Half Hats Adventures, little yeah. plug there. Um, back in the, when we first started back in 2009, uh, before that I had found these um, clips online, which were outtakes of Thundercats. And cool. they were like raunchy outtakes. Like they using some. You know, like let me get like like snarf be like, Lionel, what should we do? And Lionel going, Maybe we should f- her first. Wow. <laughs> and <laughs> they're hilarious. Every time, every time I think of Thundercats, I just think of that, of those outtakes, because they make me laugh because they're it's like the voice cast, you know, having fun. Yeah. Oh, it's actual <laughs> it's voice wrong, cast doing it. 
Yeah, they're actual outtakes from the show. Oh, that is funny. I thought it was like just some random person doing it. No, no, they're just they're outtakes from the show that that got let out in the you know somehow early 2000s. Got, and somehow got released, quote unquote. <laughs> right, right, right. I have, I have. There's, there's like 15 different little little clips, and they're raunchy and so funny, and I. I, I love sharing them around. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. You should find them and put a link up if they're well. Can you do that? Were they released? Yeah, like, why not? I don't know. I'm just asking. Can you get in trouble uh, for? I mean, especially if they weren't. Released I don't know legally you can go for it. Huh? Let's just say they're out there. And somebody can try. You can search for them and find them. Thundercats outtakes. How's there that? You go. There you go. Larry Kenny, man, that guy's done a lot. Yeah, man, it was awesome. He's yeah, it's Count Chocula. It's amazing Hello. the people we got on the show and the voice actors we get. Yeah, yeah well, he kind of the voice actors are fun, especially ones that I don't know because to me it's like they narrated my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. You know, and it's just like whoa, <laughs> it's so weird to to <laughs> sit and have conversations with these guys, and they've done so much stuff that I was like, oh my god, you're. I have dreams and your voice is in my dreams sometimes because it'll be like a retelling of something that, that I had gone through or what was, you know. Right. No, I, yeah, it's and, crazy. And they're in the background. It's cool because they're always, they're always so nice and like, yeah, general. I don't know. I've, I found that the voice actors have been super, super nice to talk with. With all the stuff Larry Kenny did, what is your, has done, what kind of resonated with you the most? I mean, Lino, obviously. Yeah. Uh, it's like the biggest one for me. Uh, he's done a lot of stuff, but Lino is, you know, I loved Thundercats as a kid, and it's that that voice, you know, it's that voice. Did you, First generation Thundercats, like what I watched, or did you like the one that came out in the early 2000s? Uh, well, I like uh, first generation, man. First one. Yeah. I liked them both, actually. 80s. The one in 2000 was really good, and it, yeah. just, it just didn't last because nobody watched it. I mean, which is. Which was one of the arguments when they were talking about, well, you guys are all up in arms about this whole Thundercats roar, but you didn't even watch the 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 other one that was great. Yeah, it was good too. It just it's great animation, but nobody watched it because it was also it was on like it was on Cartoon Network at some weird time, and I don't know, it just didn't. It yeah. seemed like it's Bad like marketing. the He Man show at the same time frame. It was really good, but didn't get the yeah the the new He Man right time was, slot, which was like twenty years ago. I know, so long ago. <laughs> Which is weird. Well, the original He-Man was like 40 years ago, and then the retelling was like 20 years ago. And it's like, um, yeah, what? <laughs> He-Man. And that was good. The, the retelling Man. was really good. Yeah, it, it was good. It, it was good. I, I I don't know. I like He-Man, but if, if you try and go and watch the old He-Mans again today, like there's no ones. They don't hold up. They do not hold up. They are freaking weird. Yeah, and I feel like and the I Thundercats know- hold up better. Way better. I think so too. He Man felt look rewatching He Man now. I mean, I still love He Man, yeah. uh, but He Man now kind of feels more. We rewatch it; it feels really like a toy ad. Yeah, well, because it was. <laughs> it is. I mean, and, and so is Thundercats, but Thundercats feels less like a toy ad for some reason. I don't know. And it just well, it'd be interesting to see what came first though. with Thundercats. Was it the toy? Because He Man, it was the toys, then yeah. the cartoon. I don't know if Thundercats might be the opposite. Who knows? Probably not. I'm probably completely. I, don't know, wrong. I, I know. Well, I know. Back in that time frame, and even now today, they they were making cartoons just to make toys. Yeah, like, the but cartoons you, were Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was in that time frame, and that was not like that. I mean, it is. No, and it, it wasn't. Because it came from the comic books. Well, it was created as a, as a comic book first, and then the, the then the show was made. Then the cartoon was made, which then made toys. But yeah, yeah. it's interesting. I don't know. Well, yeah. Thundercats was. Uh, stuff, I think it was Mumra that really. Did it for me. I was like, oh, look at that guy. That's cool. <laughs> He's cool. He's yeah. scary. No, Lion was cool. Dude, they're all cool. That was a good, I don't know. It's like a total love people. fest. Right, right. <laughs> I'm surprised. I wonder why they never done a live well, action. Oh, I, there, there was a, a fan made trailer for a live action one that came out I remember. 10 years ago that was freaking cool looking. It looked it insane. A, a Vin Diesel as Panther or whatever. Yeah. It looked insane. It looked cool. Yeah, Panther. I'd watch a live action Thundercats. Hell yeah! Did you did you have a lot of Thundercat toys? No, I only had I had Lido. I had 
Um, because you were like one of the bad guys five that was in the when main those one. were coming out. The cartoon. Yeah, I was, but I was also. I mean, it was a reruns, dude. Uh, uh, Thundercats and He Man. He Man came on when I was, you know, one or right. negative one, eighty one, I think. So, but I, but I was. I had all the He Man toys. You know, I had Castle Grayskull. I had you had you know, Castle Grayskull. Um, what's that? I said you had Castle Grayskull. My mom wouldn't get me that. She looked thought it looked too evil. Oh, I got it from my grandma on, on my for Christmas when I was four. Nice. And then uh, I got. I had all the toys. I had. I had Skunk Man. I mean, I had everything. I had, I had, I had enough He-Man toys to fill a black trash bag. Holy sh! Like literally. Holy I moly. know that because when I was when I was like thirteen or twelve or thirteen, I took all my He-Man toys and I was like, oh, I'm going to keep these for you know later. I, I love these things. I put them on a black trash bag, a giant one, and sealed it up and put it in our shed just to get out of the way. And oh, then yeah. my uncle threw it away. He just didn't look inside. Oh, did he know what it was? No, no, he, he knew exactly. He knew exactly what it was. His, his, he said, "You're fourteen. You don't need any goddamn toys." And he threw them away. What'd your dad say? Uh, my dad was pissed. Yeah, but my my uncle threw away. He threw away a bunch of my toys. Either way, so much so my old books and comics that I had. Mom's side or dad's side? My my uh, it was my dad's sister's husband. Oh, that's even worse. So he's not even he he <laughs> he's not even blood related. No, I know he's yeah he was he was special. What? What the hell, man? <laughs> yeah, so I lost. I lost. Is he still I, around? I, I pretty much had every He-Man toy. He's, yeah, he's still around. He's in his eighties. No, oh he God. lives in. He's in the Oklahoma or Texas somewhere. I don't talk. I haven't talked to him in fifteen years. Yeah, I don't blame you. I'd be mad. Well, I mean, sometimes you got to forget about that kind of stuff because people are just ignorant and don't realize how they're well, affecting other he's, people. He's also the same guy who told us one day that it was. Uh, very sad that people who couldn't compose themselves while drinking and driving ruined it for those who could. So <laughs> he's not the greatest role model out there. Oh my because God. he thought there was nothing wrong with stopping off at the, at the grocery store and buying a six pack of beer and drinking the six pack of beer on your drive home. Well, you know, for the longest time in Texas and Montana, uh, you could have an open container in the car and you could be drinking a beer while you're driving as long as you weren't drunk. Right. So, I mean, and I could understand. Yeah. I, 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 this is probably like people would be like, oh, what the fuck? But I could understand that if it's like your first beer. Like you just open it up and you're driving home. Yep. I could get that. But at the but same time, pack. it's like, where's that line at? <laughs> you know? Right. Because somebody, cause somebody could be pack, like, I'm on. not drunk. I, this is my first beer of the day. And you can't tell what's on their breath because you'd be like, you know, you can right, smell right. beer on their breath. Oh, man. We got way off the rails here. <laughs> totally off the rails but that's what it's all about <laughs> no but uh oh, larry kenny dude that that was awesome thank you so much for coming on uh i don't i don't know what else to say yeah i mean that I, and with that we say that that's a show that is a show that's a that's a, that's a goddamn special show yeah it is <laughs> <laughs> just as a caveat john and i just woke up yeah, <laughs> just so people know. After a long night from New Year's Eve. Yeah, it is. It was. It's New Year's Day. It was. You know. So, yeah, I didn't fall asleep till four a.m. And then we're up. Um, I don't want to say early, and I don't want to say what time it is because then they'll yeah. be like, "What the hell?" But yeah. But if you did like this show, <laughs> if you like, like this show, show, yeah, and you love the interview and you want to hear more. Go to spoilerverse.com. There's tons of cool stuff to check out. Uh, go into our back issues, and you'll be shocked with the people you'll find. Yeah, and there's there, I mean, there's a lot of people. I mean, there's at this point, there's over 550 episodes, which is insane because if you think about it, we released episode 500 on November 23rd, and now it's January 1st, and we've got over 550. So, I mean, that's nuts. We're kicking ass on releases here. So, I I, I I challenge people to find another podcast that has a release schedule like ours. I don't think I don't think there's one that exists. It's not a live show. It's not a, a live a live daily show, you know. Right. But on the site, you can also get articles and reviews and previews of a bunch of cool stuff that's coming out and it's been out. <clears throat> you can also go to our store and buy a T-shirt, buy a hoodie, buy a face mask. Look fly as hell and help support the site. Yeah. And lastly, you can go to scpod.us/discord and join our public Discord server and come chat with us. Boom. Boom goes the dynamite. And boom goes the dynamite.
that is the funniest video. And boom, yeah, goes dynamite. Hilarious. Guys, so <laughs> nervous. All right, guys. I think that's a show. That's a show. And before we get out of here, I just want to say thank God 2020 is over. And hopefully 2021, yeah. we start to get back on the right track. I can see things kind of stay in status quo until around July. Yeah, me too. But until then, the notions of podcasts. We are Cthulhu, as Cthulhu compels you to do. Open the mind and read should have known the Territor didn't mean us any harm when the Sword of Omens didn't obey me. And anyway, it was just plain stupid to assume it might be bad. Just what the <laughs> fuck am I talking about?